This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108. I had lost touch with the storytelling and the pure pleasure of writing, which I always experienced in the beginning. And I felt, no, I have to return to that. I mean, writing is supposed to be fun. That's the basic rule. <laughs> That's the only rule, actually. I guess when I confronted modernism, I spent my life with a guy called, a writer called Arthur Lundqvist, who wrote 90 books. He was really, really productive. And I guess I learned a little bit about what it means to be productive, having had very difficult to write for a long time. So I I started writing crime fiction. I lowered the bar a little bit and tried to jump, and I did. So I guess it's no use sitting around waiting for the divine spark to hit you or the flash from above. Inspiration is kind of a myth. You have to work your way through it and just keep writing. That's what I learned from Swedish modernism. Keep writing. Just do it. Why are international readers drawn to the murky, violent and bloody world of Scandinavian crime fiction? And is crime fiction more entertainment than an important genre in contemporary literature? Hello, good morning, and you're very welcome to Talking Books on Newstalk 106 to 108. I'm Susan Cahill. On this morning's show, Sweden's best writing export, Jan Arnold, who writes under the pen name Arnie Dahl, talks to me about Scandinavian literary traditions, social disintegration and the death of Swedish social democracy. And in keeping with the intriguing theme of blood, love and attraction, Professor Luke O'Neill of Trinity's Biomedical Sciences Institute reviews one superb read, The Compatibility Gene by Daniel M. Davis. This is a show about truth and obsession, individuality and community, science and possibility. But first, the bleak and not-so-beautiful world of classic Nordic noir with author and literary critic Jan Arnold. Jan Arnold is a Swedish novelist and literary critic. Regarded as one of Scandinavia's finest writing talents, his grisly but intensely real and provocative books, written under the pen name of Arnie Dahl, have garnered this fascinating writer huge international critical acclaim. Jan's popular intercrime series has sold over 3 million books and in 2011 Jan received the Best Swedish Crime Novel Award by the Swedish Academy of Crime Writers. In a recent interview Jan stated This is life and death. It needs to be portrayed as something big. You can't pretend that life and death amounts to a beautiful body in the library. Much as I enjoy that type of cinema drama It belongs to the past. If you want to do something contemporary, you have to be prepared to show it. Arnie's first five novels in the Intercrime series were adapted for the screen by Film Lace, one of Sweden's largest independent production companies. And in 2013, the series was picked up by BBC Four. And since then, Jan has become Sweden's hottest property. Well, I got to spend some time with the very mysterious Jan before his talk at the Dublin Writers' Festival. And I have to say, he didn't disappoint. I really enjoyed the interview. I met Arnie in his swanky hotel room 
which is cringy as it sounds, only added to the wonderfully intense ambiance. I asked Arnie to talk me through the Scandinavian literary tradition. Let's have a listen. Hello, my name is Arne Dahl, or rather, that isn't my name. My real name is a different one. But if you have heard of me at all, it's probably as Arne Dahl, because that's my crime fiction writer's name. Swedish good literature didn't really start until the beginning of the 19th century, where we had some great romantics, both in Sweden and Norway and Denmark. And then we had sort of realistic generation with Strindberg and Ibsen. And then we had the next generation in the 20th century, and that was the one of the more specific Swedish traditions that still exist, and that's the proletarian novel. Through different programs, we made the working class read pretty early compared to the rest of Europe. So already in the 20s, we had a number of working class men, basically, but also quite a few women who wrote from their working class experience. And that's people like the one I have been dealt with a little bit called Arthur Lundqvist. And then we have great poets like Gunnar Eklöv, Harry Martinsson, Eivind Jonsson. They all belong to this category of, well, let's call it proletarian realism. And how would you define proletarian realism? What's the deep resonance there? Apart from its explicit value, what are the nuances? What are the themes? A theme that actually was pretty important to me when I started writing crime fiction, and that was the collective kind of storytelling. You don't have a single protagonist, a single lead character, but a lot of people, more a collective than the bourgeois individual, perhaps. And that's what I try to introduce into crime fiction to a certain extent. I'm not telling the story from one perspective, but from seven or eight different perspectives. And that's the A unit of my crime fiction. So I guess I'm somehow connected to that specific tradition. And does that make it very complicated for the reader? No, I don't think so. It's it's basic crime fiction in the way that there is the tension you require and the excitement you require and the mystery you require, the action you require, and the surprises you perhaps also require. But the thinking goes on much more interpersonally than inside the head of a single dominant male middle-aged alcoholic detective. And the theme there of the middle-aged alcoholic detective, slightly depressive, a little unhinged, a little bit dark, perplexed by the world, deeply passionate yet stifled. Is that all a bit of a cliché? Why do we seem to get a lot of that in Scandic noir? I don't know, actually. I just thought when I started writing, and that was some time ago, I started writing long before Stig Larsson, for example. But then I was very tired of that kind of protagonist, the guy thinking alone and drinking alone. It's a kind of Swedish tradition. This protagonist takes on the burdens of the society and takes on the burdens of his conscience and it's weighing him down. We have these uh, rather big characters in Swedish crime fiction like Martin Beck, Sjöval from the 60s, from the beginning. And we have, of course, Wallander, Henning Mankel's Very Lonely Soul. And it was those kinds of protagonists that I really wanted to avoid. I want to bring in more perspective.